a couple of things before we get started. Number one, if you are a rhino, stick around. You might learn something. Number two, we call it like it is. So if you're a snowflake Democrat, you might want to leave because your feelings will get hooked. And number three, we just wanted to say thank you to this guy for all the great entertainment. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. This is What's Happening America. What's, What's Happening, happening America. America. If it's happening in the United States, we're talking about it. And man, do we have opinions. Bold. Bold. Funny, funny, and true conservatives. No rhinos here. What's, What's happening, happening America, America with, with your, your hosts, hosts Josh, Josh and, and Lauren. Welcome back to What's Happening America. I'm your host, Lauren Walker. And today I'm going to be going solo because Josh Gibbons is currently sick. And we tried to stave this off a little bit to see if he could recover, but he's heading for the worst. So some thoughts for him, um, wishing him getting better. Okay. So lot to catch up on, right? Uh, last week we kind of dived into Twitter files part one. It's the first anyone had seen. We were like, Oh my goodness. We're all grasping at it. And we, and we talked kind of extensively on it. So since then we've had Twitter files, two, three, four, and five. Now three, four, and five were all synopsis of Trump getting banned. So Twitter Files 3 was leading up to January 8th, which was the ban, right? And then January 8th was the ban, and then post the ban. So every single one of them had a little bit of different information. They all kind of had their own little theme. Um, so let's just kind of go through them consecutively. Twitter Files Part 2 was discussing um, shadow banning. So they talked about shadow banning. And as, and as you know, they've... Uh, Dorsey testified in front of Congress. They've told all their users, we don't shadow ban, we don't shadow ban. Turns out that was just semantics. It was called VF, which is visibility filtering. And they were hammering certain accounts with it. Um, a couple of those accounts they talked about was like Dan Bongino, Charlie Kirk, and one of them was Libs of TikTok. And as you know, Libs of TikTok is run by, I'm going to butcher her name, uh, Shira, Shakira, Shira, oh, I totally get a butcher name. Anyways, uh, she runs a exclusive handle on Twitter called Libs of TikTok. And all it does is publish information, which are other TikToks that people make that tend to float into the grooming realm, right? It's, it's weird stuff teachers are doing and you know, it like stuff that they're coming out. Basically, they're coming after your kids. And all, all she does is retweet exactly what that is and explains it. And she's actually tackled a lot of the uh, child transgender clinic stuff with the hospitals, right? Big money maker right now. So it talked about her specifically. It was going after her for incitement because apparently publishing the videos that you make on Twitter or you make on TikTok um, is incriminating. Who'd have thought? <laughs> just don't do it, right? Like, don't do any of that stuff. But she just displays for the world exactly what's happening in our school systems. And good for her, or none of us would know. We don't run down those TikTok handles. You know, we're not on the visibility. And actually today, kind of a side note, 
she got a threat where they said they were going to kidnap her, burn down her house, sell her into human traffic and kill her family members and friends. So um, tag the FBI for that one. Um, anyway, so this whole thread is about what they were doing. So there's all the tools they had in their belt at Twitter to go ahead and, you know, seize the opportunity to filter these people, right? So no engagements, limited engagements. It was shadow banning. And this is semantics. Okay. It's visibility filtering and shadow banning. It's the same thing. You were doing the same thing. Okay. You were shadow banning people. You lied to Congress. You lied to the public. You lied to America. Okay. So that whole thread was kind of entailing that. Now, part three of Twitter files, right, is the first part of the Trump files. So up leading up until January 8th, because the ban, his ban was actually January 8th. So up until January 8th, um, it goes through basically a whole lot of hyperbolic employees who, you know, oh, after, particularly after January 6th, right? He's inciting, he's inciting violence. He's, and none of his tweets were violating, none of them. So it goes through and you look at this stuff and there, and there are people that all this chatter is happening. And it's the first time you see actual employees pushing back, like, and eh, not so sure we should be removing a head of state. You know, we're getting into the first amendment territory, you know, freedom of speech. Um, all of that kind of stuff was occurring. Right. And it, and it did entail in there that Yoel Roth, who again, we'll talk about him when I get through these Twitter file updates, but Yoel Roth, he was meeting weekly with the FBI and with ODNI. Like he was meeting with the government agencies weekly. And he's in there kind of making comments like, oh, I didn't meet with the FBI. Ha, 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 ha. Like, okay, so that is the government. That's First Amendment violation, okay? You cannot limit freedom of speech, particularly of a head of state. This is crazy. So that's kind of the, the first version the part one of the Trump files, which was part three of the Twitter files. Now push on to Twitter files part four. So this is January 8th when they all decide to ban him. Now at this point, Trump is down to one strike left on Twitter. I mean, obviously they have their own metrics of how they um, hamper people, but he was a hot button handle to get, you know, shut off. Okay. And, and employees were screaming. Washington post came out with a, a story with 300 employees at Twitter signed on stating that they wanted his uh, account removed. This, all this business was happening. So what they did, which was pretty wild is they changed, they completely changed the rules, like the terms of service. They changed them. And then within 48 hours, they continually like decided that he's in violation for inciting violence, even though he didn't say anything. He didn't purposely have anything worth banning. And, you know, Yul Roth came out, any violation, any violation, we're going to ban him next. Meanwhile, Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO, is vacationing in the French Polynesians. Rough life he has. And he's just kind of leaving it up to this de facto CEO, Yoel Roth. So Yoel Roth is now the in the head, in charge. He has his own tweets going, there is a literal Nazi in the White House. So this guy is biased and all of his hyperbolic employees are, there's only like a handful. So in, in Twitter files part one, we saw 
uh, Rokana come out, that congressman, and say, mm, not sure you could do this. And then in this thread, we were seeing a couple of employees like, mm, I left China just so that we didn't have to like do this kind of thing. And here we are doing it again, right? So it goes through the whole thing where they decide, they change the terms of service, and they ban Trump. Totally unfair, should never have done it. And even to this day, even Jack came out today and said, I wish it hadn't happened. I wish we hadn't done it. So Yol Roth, de facto, super bias, just made it happen. Okay. And then it goes into Twitter files part five, which is the installment of after they ban him. So it goes to the after they ban him and, and it talks very specifically about all these different handles that you have that are heads of state. Number one, you had ones that were concerned. So Macron and Merkel came out like, ah, I'm pretty sure you can't ban the president of the United States. Like that is a head of state. He needs a way to channel information to the public. This is a very popular social media venue. Like this is probably not right. <laughs> you can't do this, right? So other concerned heads of state. And then in addition to that, you had other heads of state that in the past historically had been calling for genocide. I mean, you have the leader of the Taliban on Twitter still to this day. Like these people get to, with impunity, type whatever they want. One was like, you know, genocide Jews. The other one was, you know, like they had the most inflammatory talk about inciting violence tweets, direct and to the point. And Trump did none of that. But Trump got banned because Yul Roth and his minions think Trump's a Nazi. So that was the last part five. But what was interesting in part five is right at the very end, they have a discussion about, well, we banned Trump. Like we got over that, you know, brick wall, like let's go for the next. And it says immediately that they're going to start hampering down in, like in order chronologically, they said immediately, we're going to start hampering down on COVID posts. So you gave them a little taste of power. Um, they were the arbiters of tr Twitter's truth. Um, you know, based on feelings and emotions, not actual violations. I mean, they had to change the whole terms of service to make them a violator. But in terms of of all of that, they've completely changed discourse. So the, the discourse of that and even leading up to that, like shadow, shadow banning or visibility filtering and all the things they were doing to Trump, like that is insane considering he was in the middle of his reelection. He was campaigning for 2020. So you hampered a 2020 candidate for the president of the United States, you hampered his reach to the people. Complete, complete rigging. That's a rig. That's a rig. You, you changed the course of American history by silencing a candidate and filtering his, his stuff, his information to the public. That, that is a complete campaign election fraud. That is election fraud. Okay, so back to Yul Roth before I get off this topic, I really want to have this discussion, too, because happening parallel to this is, number one, Elon has already kind of come out and said, hey, the next series of things we're going to see is um, related to the COVID stuff. So all of the, you know, HHS and all of that communication with the team and then them hampering COVID posts, which is also crazy, um, First Amendment violation as well. But uh, so that we, we're looking forward to that in the next series of these Twitter files.
But what is also happening is, I think her name is Eliza. So she came out and she said, like, her whole thing is human trafficking. She's trying to stop, you know, child pornography, child trafficking. And she came out and asked Elon straight up. She said, when you got there and you went to the Twitter safety team, she goes, who did you fire any of those people that were letting all this child porn slide on the site? And he said, there's no one to fire. Which means that these people were not paying attention to child porn. And they estimate there was 10 million impressions up until the point of Elon taking over of child porn. And apparently it's one of the first things he tackled when he took over the site. So you have an instance of a completely gone wild child porn, you know, no restrictions. And all of this stuff is floating around and they're turning around and they're like worried about what conservatives say or, you know, or taking hydroxychloroquine. Like these are their issues. These were these, these leftist screaming liberals that work for this company, this echo chamber They're all of their resources were focused on censoring those people and not stopping this. So how, how many instances of dead or abused children do we have on the hands of Twitter employees, I mean, hypothetical, right? We don't know if there was 10 million impressions. Um, another thing that happened also as a byproduct of all of this conversation we're having is that they went into Yul Roth's files, right? So everyone has been pulling his tweets from way back in the day. And apparently he wrote his dissertation in college at Penn State. He wrote that on uh, Grinder. Grinder is a dating uh, a dating app hookup app for gay people, and kind of like Tinder, but but it caters to the LGBTQ crowd, right? And so he wrote a dissertation on why Grinder should be allowed for underage teenagers to help with like their safety, which is absolutely disgusting and illegal. <laughs> that like this is this is facilitating statutory rape. So this guy was already a little bit, we already knew, right? A little bit of a loose, loose cannon. And then it goes in and within the tweets, it talks, you know, like I said, he called Trump and there's a Nazi in the White House. Okay, so he called Trump a Nazi. Um, He has all kinds of very strange. And I think we talked about this last episode, too, where he was talking about um, Berlin sex dungeons and the guy's unhinged and basically he was the de facto ceo while jack dorsey's out hanging out in the french polynesian so very frustrating but it'll be interesting to see where this goes and personally i've kind of been poking around online and everyone would like to see a wikileaks format so that it's like a searchable function and i definitely want to see it compiled into a search engine you have different people who want to know what happened to their handles and you have people who want to know you know about the communications behind the scenes in child porn or the communications between government agencies like you should just be able to type something in and everything related to that in the data set within twitter should be able to pop up we need a search engine just just for this incident just to see what's been going on like absolutely crazy so that's the whole twitter file uh synopsis there's there's a lot happening and uh if you want you should go back and read them um you can really just go to twitter and put like twitter files one two or three in the search bar 
and those threads will come up. There's like three dedicated journalists and they're um, changing off, like handing off and they're all writing these threads. Very interesting stuff. I mean, people are like on the edge of their seat and I, and I was too, I couldn't believe this was happening. So, and, and to keep this in mind for, you know, bird's eye view, this is one company. What is Facebook doing? How many Yul Roths do they have? How much child porn goes through them? You know, what is Instagram doing? What is YouTube doing? What is TikTok doing? All of these sites are completely um, co- like cloaked. They don't want anyone to know. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not being honest. They're not being truthful. And they're probably in a lot of violations of, of actual like SEC regulations, things like that, right? Like you would think that if, if they're catering to the public, they have to abide by some sort of regulation. And I've read threads where basically Twitter was just off the cuff doing whatever they wanted. All the employees were doing whatever they wanted. So glad it's fixed. Good to see Elon. Um, Another thing that came out real quick today on Twitter was uh, Elon came out harsh on doxing. And right on the heels of that libs of TikTok thing where the guy said he was going to human trafficker and and they figured out who the guy was. But the doxing thing came out and he said, uh, we're, we're stopping doxing. And he suspended an account called Elon Jet. And they were tracking Elon's movements, basically, in real time. And he said, look, you can talk about when someone was there. Or if it was scheduled, you can talk about it. But like, you can't track people and then disclose their location or put a link disclosing their location. Because that's doxing. And apparently his son, X, Named Sun X, it's kind of weird, but okay. So Sun X was in a vehicle and um, it was driving around, I don't know, the city, something, but like a stalker came up, pulled in front of the vehicle and jumped on the hood, thinking that Elon was in that vehicle when he actually wasn't. It was his baby Sun X. So, you know, putting, now you're talking about like safety of children, um, complete loose ends, absolutely nuts. Um and good on Elon for stepping up and doing that, because really the doxing generally only happens one way. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, she is a famous doxer and somehow she still gets to write and publish things and people take her seriously. I, I don't know why she and she went after Libs of TikTok, too. So anyways, um, next topic is uh, Sam Bankman fried Right. Uh, this is the guy I we talked to, when I was in Tucson, we talked about him, right? He was the owner of FTX um, and Alameda Research, his girlfriend, he put her in charge, right? And they lived in the Bahamas and they had this like 10 person orgy house and, and it was like a, it was a cryptocurrency and they were wheeling and dealing and billions of dollars and they lost it all, right? Lost it all. Um, they were the second highest donor to the Democrats. So the other day they so maxine waters if you know anything about maxine waters whoo crazy aunt maxine um speaking of inciting violence she's definitely one of those ones who was like make people uncomfortable get in their faces like to about other legislators anyway so she's out of california and maxine is a recipient of some of the packs and directly of sam bankman freed's money right handing out she is on the financial committee and uh, there's actually a video of her blowing a kiss to Sam Brinkman fried at some point when he walked out of Congress. So they have a relationship. 
And she's obviously uh, slanted. She likes the guy, but she had, they had a committee meeting and he was supposed to testify. Like, and by the way, like he wasn't even subpoenaed. She didn't even subpoena him from the Bahamas. Like get your butt over to America, get your face in this committee. And let's have a conversation about how you lost disenfranchised and lost tens of billions of dollars for investors. No, no, no. She was going to allow him to do it digitally. Like, like in zoom, like what we're doing now. Oh, he gets the, he gets the uh, king treatment, I guess, do whatever he wants. But anyway, so he was supposed to be testifying and the morning of <laughs> the morning of the testifying, he gets uh, a sealed indictment drops from SCNY, which is Southern District, New York. It was a sealed indictment and it shows up in the Bahamas and then they apprehend him. So whoops, guess he doesn't get to um speak in front of the committee a lot of pundits have wondered was this done on purpose you didn't want him talking you know you didn't want him to incriminate himself because all of the stuff is coming down the pipe but the following morning they re they unsealed the indictment and they released it to the public i'm going to read off to you the charges because they're pretty crazy um they are where did it go they were um, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers, wire fraud on customers, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders, wire fraud on lenders. Um, let's see. Conspiracy. To, okay. Yeah. Co conspiracy to commit commodities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud. Conspiracy to commit money laundering and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. and violate campaign finance laws. So those are some pretty hefty charges. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it and if they did it just to silence him so that he couldn't incriminate himself. But as soon as that came out, like not even a couple hours later, I saw where the SEC is coming down and they're going to hammer him, too. So the SEC is going to come after him because, again, you can't defraud people like that without going through regular, you know, you have to go through regulatory agencies to, you know, be a certified trading um, brand. And anyway, he violated all sorts of laws. But where I did see also back to the, you know, is this collusion? Are they all just screwing with us? Probably. Uh, the SEC had private meetings with him in the past. So they had a working relationship, kind of like he did with Maxine Waters. Shocker, big surprise. So that one's, that's pretty wild. Um, the next topic I would like to discuss is this one really like gets to me and, and it really kind of sets the stage. So Loudoun County, how many of you have heard about Loudoun County, Virginia? Um, wild stories, right? So in May of 2021, a male dressed as a female sodomized and forced fellatio on a student and I and I read the account on this and it's really, really heartbreaking. Um, a special ed teacher walked into the bathroom. She saw two sets of legs in the stall. She did nothing, walked out. So this uh, student was raped and nothing happened. So it was reported and nothing happened and they swept it under the rug. And basically they they were in the middle of this huge push to let transgendered people into the bathrooms. Like that was the big thing happening in that moment in Loudoun County. Uh, the superintendent, 
the whole school board was in trying to get this thing pushed through and being raped by a transgender guy in the bathroom is not great, right? Like bad optics, just sweep it under the rug. So didn't tell anybody. So they were having a school board meeting where parents were allowed to come. And I'm not sure if they were allowed to talk in this meeting or not, but the father of the girl who was raped showed up and he tried to speak and they silenced him. And and I watched the video of this and they had him arrested. So he's trying to explain like my daughter was raped, you know, because of these policies you're trying to institute, my daughter was raped and no one would listen to him. They had him arrested. And that was the very, very beginning. I don't know if you remember this, but that was the very beginning of the Biden DOJ calling parents uh, domestic terrorists, right? Remember, we had the whole thing where they were going after parents. And that was the beginning of it was Loudoun County. Um, <clears throat> the the whole school board, the superintendents, they played coy. Like, oh, and he was trying to hurt us. And, and like, that wasn't the case. He just wanted to stay don't do this. My daughter was raped. Great. And they ignored him and they ignored him and they weren't um, honest with the other faculty in that school. They weren't honest with any of the parents. They didn't state anything publicly that, you know, resembles anything to reality. They, they did, they did come out and say something, but it had nothing to do with the trans kid raping. It was, it was something else. Maybe it was about parent. It was about parents. Maybe like, Oh, parents are coming to our school board meeting, you know, whatever. The point is they ignored it. They put it under the rug because they didn't want it to mess with their policy. And then they also were able to kick off this whole um, parents are domestic terrorists narrative. So the other thing that happened, um, I just lost my train of thought. The other thing that happened within, within that was Youngkin got elected. You remember it was a special session and Youngkin got elected and he basically exclusively got elected and it was like the first Republican governor in Virginia in decades. And he basically, he got elected exclusively because of all of this stuff that was happening. Parents were having a fit, right? They're hiding stuff from us. They're not telling our kids are getting raped in bathrooms. Like this is crazy. So the story continues because it's not enough of a horror show. It's got to keep going. Uh, the kid goes, this trans kid, you know, he, he gets probation, but he goes to another school. And then the next school, he gets um, arrested again for sexual harassment and abduction or sexual assault and abduction. So he does it again at the next school. So the principal of school one doesn't pass on any of that information to school two. And either way, none of them are tra- like transmitting any of this information about what this kid's background is to students or parents or teachers or anything. So basically a predator just walking the halls. Um, he did uh, admit in for, so that was in October. So the May one was the first one where he sodomized the girl. And then in October, he did the sexual assault and abduction. And he did come out and totally admit to being guilty in, in the October trial. Uh, the judge, even though he was underage and he's a juvenile, the judge forced him to register as a sex offender. Normally that's reserved for adults. She's like, you need some help, young man. I, I read some of those files. I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. So <clears throat> fast forward to the other day, uh, a grand jury was impaneled and the superintendent 
he just got indicted <laughs> because he lied under perjury. He lied to, you know, the community. He lied to everybody and enabled this to happen. And this was, this is all in the spirit of wokeness. It's all in this, oh, we got to let our, you know, young boys who think they're girls into the, the girls' bathrooms and vice versa, right? Like nobody wants that. People just want to be safe. And especially in a bathroom, it's such a private location. It's a private spot. Like, why would you, why would you enable that? And, and I know it would be, I remember when this started because it started, remember, and it was a big thing in North Carolina. And this is the result. This is the result of those policies. Children are sodomized, raped. It's, it's pretty bonkers. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, kind of just that's all really that's going on um we're gonna keep you updated we're gonna talk more about the twitter files as they roll out the covid one's coming up we're we're hoping youtube doesn't ban us but we're gonna have i mean even though they're hot button items in youtube like it's not on twitter anymore right so always make sure you go on twitter I'll follow all of us follow the team i know brian almond's on there i know aaron's running casey spectator on there i'm on there um I think my handle is Roglu18. Uh, Josh is on there. Uh, What's Happening America, the handle is on there. Follow all of our stuff. I mean, oh, Matt Edwards, he just jumped on. So follow all of our stuff. Follow all of our people on there. And we're going to be able to give you unfiltered, unadulterated content on there. And you're going to be able to see inside the lives of some of our people, too. And, and also... Uh, so shout out to, of course, the What's Happening team. Lots of things moving and shaking. We're um, lining up guests for interviews. Some some people might surprise you. Some, you know, pretty well-known national people. Um, I know uh, Aaron and Matt are going to have What's Happening North Idaho. They're going to have kind of a special guest coming up December 12th. And, as, and of course, if you are a business or you are a sponsor, you want to sponsor one of our shows, uh, any, all of them, any of them, if you want to sponsor some of our shows, I mean, we'll throw your logo up and you'll get a little bit of advertising and we would highly appreciate it because all of us are doing this pro bono right now. And I mean, I don't mind. I love it. I love this kind of banter back and forth, but, um, yeah, but anyway, uh, we would, we would love to have you and also donate, please donate. Uh, you can always just go to Idaho pod, Idaho's podcast.com and you can get in there. You can donate a one-time donation, recurring donation. Um, anything would be great. And we love, we love our, our people. We love our listeners. Uh, there's such a loyal band of people and we appreciate you and going into the holidays. We hope your days are fantastic. We're sorry. We're always on here giving you completely controversial and crazy news, but but you deserve to hear it. Somebody, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be told, unfortunately. And, and it's sad that it's happening to our country, but we're all just hoping for the best and we're here to keep you informed and we want to keep you in the battle and we want you to know what's going on. And if you need anything, uh, contact any of us, reach out. We're all easily accessible. Have a good night. Bye.